is up, everybody? It's your girl, Constance Annan, and... And uh, you are now listening to and watching Constance the Podcast. First and foremost, if you didn't know, Wednesdays, uh, we read the Bible. On Wednesdays, we do Bible study. So um, grab your Bibles and prepare to dive into the Word with us today. If you didn't already know, you could listen to Constancy Podcast on any podcast streaming platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and any other podcast streaming platform. You can also watch Constancy Podcast on YouTube. Just search for Constancy Podcast and there you will find the visual aspect. Before we hop into the Word and before we begin to pray, I did get my hair done. This hair is from Juicy Hair Affair. I do have my very own hair company. It is a raw hair company. And so that is where this hair is from. Anytime you see me and weave it is from juicy hair affair and you can follow my hair company on instagram at juicy hair affair you can also um visit the website directly www.juicyhairaffair.com and i just wanted to add lastly that i am having a black friday sale um you will get a hundred dollars off of the total cart amount um, if you purchase three or more bundles so for more information regarding the uh, sale be sure to check out the website juicyhairaffair.com and of course make sure you're following jha on Instagram at Juicy Hair Affair. Now we can go ahead and dive into the word. But before we do that, let's pray. Father God, I just want to thank you for this beautiful day. Thank you, God, for waking us up. Thank you, God, for watching over us. Thank you, God, for our families. Thank you, God, for our good health. Thank you, God, for this opportunity to read your word and consume your word. Father God, I pray, Lord, that as we go into dissect your word, I ask that you open our ears, hearts, and minds to fully receive your word. And I pray that we're able to truly understand it and interpret the word the way it is that you wish or have intended for us to do so. Father God, I ask that you bless those that are listening and um, that you continue to go about our days with us as you've been doing. Um, we love you. We appreciate you. And we're so blessed to serve a God like you. Thank you so much for everything. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay. So today's reading was Proverbs 6, verse 6 through 11. Um, B, what are you? All right. First. Um, yeah, because they got to be confused just like, I yeah, like shit. Oh, excuse me. Okay. <laughs> Whatever, man, it happens. God knows my heart. So, um, <laughs> verse six, I'll read from the KJV and then you can read from the NIV if that works. Okay. Um, so the King's James version says, starting yeah. at verse six, go to the ant, thou sluggard, consider her ways and be wise which having no guide, overseer, or ruler, provideth her meat in the summer and gathereth her food in the harvest. How long wilt thou sleep, O sluggard? When wilt thou arise out of thou sleep? Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, and a little folding of the hands to sleep. So shall thy poverty come as one that traveleth, and thy want as an armed man. Okay, the NIV says... Go to the ant, you sluggard, consider its ways and be wise. It has no commander, no overseer or ruler, yet it stores its provisions in summer and gathers its food at harvest. How long will you lie there, you sluggard? When will you get up from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will come on you like a thief, and scarcity like an armed man. Okay. Hmm. So what did you, you know? Reading it out loud definitely um, made it make a little bit more sense to me, especially um, I had to look up the word sluggard and what that meant in relation to the Bible. And hold on, I got it right here. Um, 
It was saying that a sluggard is someone who is habitually lazy or inactive. Such a person does not take personal responsibility for his own life. And I was like, okay. Um, but then when I once I figured out what the word meant, I was just kind of like, why you gotta call me names? Like, let me um, mention myself too because I actually did not look up the word sluggard. I kind of just assumed what it meant. But go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Did you assume like that that's what it meant? I guess I assumed it had something to do with lazy. Oh, wait, you looked it up as a re- um, a habitual lazy person. Yeah, I looked at, or I just assumed it was lazy because it talked about an ant previously and it just talked about the work that the ant does. So I kind of just assumed, but you know, I didn't have the full on definition. Um, do you mind if I ask you to read it again? Because I'm just seeing a habitually lazy person and you had a little bit of a lengthier definition. Yeah. Um, sorry, things are happening. Um, it says, a sluggard is someone who is habitually lazy or inactive. Such a person does not take personal responsibility for his own life. Okay. Okay. And, um, and yeah, once I figured out what that meant, I was able to, like, understand more of the passage. And then, um, like, from what I got from it, since you got the ant... Because at first I thought the ant was like some metaphorical thing. But then I was like, no, 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 no. The ant is probably just like a literal ant. And I feel like what the comparison is like, you know, the ant, you know, is always working, never, never lazy, always working hard to, you know, to get food to the colony and everything like that. And then you have the sluggard who's a habitually lazy or an active person. And, um, you know, basically like just from what i got from it as a whole is just like um like don't allow your laziness to get in the way of you working in your life or whatever like just don't be lazy essentially because then you know with laziness um just comes a whole bunch of negativity and if i'm not mistaken isn't um sloth like one of the seven deadly sins slothful yeah so boom 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 right i agree um no yeah i agree i think i gathered the same thing um yeah i i guess when i read whenever i read anything in the bible i guess i try to relate it to you know the word of god or how that applies to my life but i don't necessarily think this one was centered around that i think there was i don't believe it was like metaphorically written i think it was just straight up like you know look at the ant the ant knows what to do even without somebody telling us to even without somebody telling it what to do so why not you why would you be sleeping when there's an ant that's providing for themselves um another thing that also stood out to me was verse 11 so shall thy poverty come as one that traveleth and thy want as an armed man let me see what niv says um and poverty will come on you like a thief and scarcity like an armed man i just think like the first of all last week i talked about how solomon wrote this and um i did a little bit more research so yeah solomon did write this it says that solomon possibly wrote this to one of his sons or to his son which is why he's always referring to you know my son and the you know and the beginning of each text or whatever so i think that this is just him providing some insider wisdom to his child and i think he's just um 
making a note of his child constantly sleeping, how his, how his son should be a little bit more proactive or a lot more proactive in his life. And, um, and if you're not, then like poverty will come and poverty will come on you like a thief, like just you're, you know, defenseless against a thief. You have no, um, there is nothing that you can do when this thief comes at you. Like, uh, so just knowing that the outcome of you not working hard is going to be, um, poverty. Now, whether or not poverty is literal poverty, like being broke, or I guess if you want to turn it into something metaphorical as in poverty is like not being rich in the spirit, whatever, um, laziness does not have a good outcome is essentially what this says, you know? But I tried not to, you know, as when I read the whole text in its entirety, I didn't feel like this was anything metaphorical at all. I felt like it was all pretty straightforward as far as the message goes, you know? Mm. Like, stop being lazy. <laughs> yeah, period. Point blank, period. Right. Um, there were There were some things beyond that that stood out to me. So I guess before we talk about the other verses that stood out to us or whatever maybe do you want to try to relate this verse in specific to women like um for those of you guys that are just not tuning in we are we we get all of these verses from a list of verses that were created specifically for women and if you would like to look at the list of verses it is available on instagram follow constancy podcast on instagram at constancy pod click on the highlight bible study and you will see the list of verses but yeah benicia do you want to um you know, do you have an idea as to why this would pertain to women specifically? I don't know. I honestly don't know because I really don't think of women as like lazy creatures. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, I know there are some lazy women out there. I'm some, but um, I don't know. Like, that's a... I feel like this is another one of those verses that's more just generic because I think we've read a passage before that didn't really seem like it was specific for women. Women, yeah. Can you? Um, not necessarily. Yeah, I feel. I think I feel the same way you do. Um, if I can apply it to my life as a woman, then I know that like. Um, I have so many things that I'm working on, you know, as far as my podcast, my business, all these things, and just the, you know, straightforward message of do what you have to do, like go ahead and work, don't sleep, don't spend time sleeping. I know we had one verse specifically um, that talked about the importance of resting, you know, and yeah. resting in God and things like that. But I think this is a contrast to that. And it's like, yeah, although rest is fine, or this verse isn't saying you shouldn't sleep, but like you need to, if you want something, work towards it. The same uh, in the verse that we read last, I think, two verses ago in Ephesians that's like you know if you're going to do something go put in your all so I just think like these verses are just reminding us that if you want something work towards it and go all out for it you know it's not going to come to you if you're being lazy slothful a sluggard whatever you know so I guess can I um like does this verse what am I trying to say how this verse relates to women like the gender I don't know but how this verse relates to me and me being a woman is like don't think that like I'm going to reap benefits if I'm sleeping, if I'm resting, if I'm being lazy, you know, I have to work for what I want. I think that's something else that I just want to point out. I know a lot of the times people are like, just pray for what you want. God will give it to you. But, and this verse does not say that, but I'm just saying, you know, the common saying faith without work is dead. You know, like you can ask God for whatever you can want, whatever, but until you put your foot forward and go after what you want, you're not going to get it. You know, 
So um, that's, you know, I guess that's what I gather from that verse, six through 11, those verses. Good, good, good. <laughs> okay. Um, now, I do have some things that are highlighted. Okay. In the first verse, or in the first couple of verses, um, this is in the NIV. Let me go to the King James Version. My, this is verse one. I'm going to read verse one through, verse one and two. My son, if thou be surety for thy friend, if thou hast striken thy hand with a stranger, thou art snared with the words of thy mouth. Thou art taken with the words of thy mouth. Um, to me, this, first of all, I had to look up what surety was. And surety was kind of like agreeing to pay the debt to somebody else. And that's not really what stuck out to me. What stuck out to me was verse two, thou art snared with the words of thy mouth, thou art taken with the words of thy mouth. Like, our words are, are binding, you know, there's power in what we say. And um, in this instance, he's obviously talking about don't commit to something and, you know, not be able to do it. So obviously be wary of what it is that you commit to. But I think it really just stuck out, like, verse two just stuck out to me in general, like, um, be careful what you say. And I mean, I can apply this to, I guess I can apply it how I would want to interpret it, but just even in the sense of what we feed ourselves, like this verse clearly articulates how binding words can be. And I think it's important to be mindful of that, you know, when we are speaking to ourselves. Of course, when we're speaking to one another, be kind and don't say rude things, but especially when we're speaking to ourselves, make sure we're saying those positive things and make sure we're not like speaking negative things on our lives because it obviously has effect. As far as what Solomon thinks, words do hold power. And I think just not, I mean, verse one and two is just saying, don't commit, don't commit or agree to doing something that you know that you cannot fulfill. So I think those are important things to take away. Just, you know, small, um, small things that we kind of already know, but they are emphasized in this reading. And I just wanted to um, bring attention to those. Mm -hmm. um, while I look for the other verses, is there anything that stuck out to you? Um, I'm looking now too. Okay. Oh, verse 16. There are six things the Lord hates, seven that are detestable to him. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked schemes, feet that are quick to rush into evil, a false witness who pours out lies, and a person who stirs up conflict in the community. Um, it's just things to take note of. And I mean, oftentimes people are always like finger pointing at what God likes and what God doesn't like. And this is clearly pointed out for us it's uh, I feel like this has to do with the uh, behaviors as far as like the way we interact with one another you know as far as lying and um shedding blood like obviously killing um devising wicked schemes rushing into evil like I think all of this kind of has to do with how we treat others and so um you know I think this verse these verses 16 through 19 kind of uh highlight how much God despises wickedness towards one another, like people treating each other poorly. But what do you think? What do you think? Sorry. <laughs> no, no, I think that's exact. It's like, it's kind of nice having it because, you know, like you were saying, like everybody gets caught up in what God doesn't or doesn't like or whatever, but this is something that's like literal, like, mm -hmm. There is no more confusion, you know what I'm saying, after you read that. Yeah. 
and it just goes to prove that just people get caught up in a whole bunch of foolery. They just right. get caught up in what they feel like getting caught up in. For sure. For sure. And just stirring up conflict in the community. And that is one of the things. Right. What is that? Verse 19, a false witness who pours out lies and a person who stirs up conflict in the community. Yep. Yep. And people are not weary of that. Nobody ever, it, I get one thing. I have a very poor relationship or like perception of the Christian community as far as condemn, how they condemn and treat people. And it's just like, they never talk about these verses. It's always the 10 commandments and let's attack the gay community. And I am a part of the gay community. So I do feel very strongly about that, you know, and I'm not, you know, this is not to finger point and say that you're wrong for that, but it's just like, I don't, it behooves me to see that, that you know, there are verses like this, you know, that clearly emphasize what God likes and what God doesn't like. And nobody ever talks about these verses. And I think that's why it's so important to go in and read the Bible so that you can fully understand, you know, the relationship that you are building with God so that you can know what to and what not to do. And this is not to point out what, you know, you should be doing, what you shouldn't be doing, but I'm just saying this verse clearly does point that out. And I just wanted to speak on that because that is very um, important to me. Like it always resonates with me anytime I read the Bible and it points out, you know, things that you should or should not do or things like that. Yeah. So, um, yeah. When you look at Proverbs 6 as a whole, though, I feel like it's like, um, um, okay, before I say what I'm about to say, because I'm not in the New Testament yet, is Proverbs, oh, wait, I'm dumb. They did the Ten Commandments in the New Testament. So this Uh is... I mean, yeah, in the Old Testament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, so I can say what I wanted to say then. Because Proverbs 6 just seems more of like a, like an analysis of the Ten Commandments. Because, like, it, it talks about how we should treat each other, what we, you know, being careful, being nice to our neighbors. Um, and then it goes more to talk about infidelity and adultery and all that stuff. And I'm pretty sure, you know, though you know that stuff is in the the right no yeah for sure i feel like it just provides more clarity on that i like that um, and it's nice because i too get annoyed when people like just try to do too much with the bible like because i feel like it says what it says and that's what it is right right some people just take it and just do too much <coughs> the colonizers <coughs> shut up <laughs> but no i completely i completely agree with you and i like that you said that this is kind of because before we hopped on this call you know i was talking to you about how i felt like this chapter had so many different random pieces and bits that i felt like could have been their own uh chapters but the way you break it down saying that this is like a um explanation or a more in-depth uh view of the Ten Commandments. I like that because it does talk about like, you know, the relationship that you should have with your neighbor and how you should go about treating your life and to refrain from adultery. And um yeah, I think you're spot on with that, honestly. And it's like it's like why you should refrain from doing all that stuff. Like, you know, you should refrain from being slugger because it brings forth poverty. You should refrain from, you know, having like venomous words because it brings forth this kind of you know what i'm saying you should refrain from adultery because it means this like it just adds more clarity right on the stuff 
for sure. And I mean, obviously, so it is important to note that like Solomon is writing this. I'm like Solomon obviously isn't God or Jesus, but um, I don't know. There was one verse, one, I think it was Peter, second Peter that we read. And later on in that chapter, Peter talks about how like everything that is written in the Bible is intentional. And like, they're not just coming up with the stuff God has instructed them to do so. So um, it is important to take note of those things too. So this is just a caveat or to tie into what you're saying that, yeah, this has a purpose and it most likely is, or from our, you know, interpretation or perception, it is a full on explanation of the 10 commandments and the result of, you know, following those commandments or not following those commandments and why you should follow those commandments. And so, I mean, I just think it's important to note that like, this is like, I don't know, just in case anybody would try to argue like, oh, God didn't say that. So da, 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 da. like, yeah, God did not say that, but he allowed for this to be in the text that we need to read to get to know him. So this is important and essential to take in. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is. That's One thing I think that's, cool, cool. that's cool too, like um, piggybacking off of what you just said, is that like, like it's interesting how like he's allowed like all of these for lack of a better word, characters come into play and like write his, you know, write his messages and stuff instead of like him just coming out, dropping a whole book right. and saying it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I don't know. I just thought that that was really interesting. And then, you know, just, it kind of just harps on like the whole free will thing. Cause it's like, you know, these people got to write it and then because we have free will, we're allowed to, like, interpret it however we want to. Right. Right. And then, you know, I mean, like, if anything, like, it kind of, I don't know, for me, it, like, takes the pressure off of me as the human because it's, like, it's obvious that God trusts us enough to write a whole, you know what I'm saying, write right. the word down. He trusts us enough to interpret it and everything like that. So, I don't know, it's kind of like, hey. No, yeah, I like that. I like that you said that. I like as you were saying that a thought was like forming in my head, but I don't think it's like fully thought out. But I'll say it. I guess like um, the Bible is kind of like no different than our lives because we know God works through all of us, you know. And there's like, and even in this um, Bible study, God, like you said, God is allowing us to come in and interpret this. And like, um, I don't know. I just feel like I agree with you. That's all I wanted to say. But as you were saying that. <laughs> Um, that exact phrase came into my mind that like our lives are kind of just like the Bible. Like we are all, you know, feeding each other with knowledge or wisdom that we've gained from our experiences with God and God is working through us. And, you know, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, obviously I encourage everybody, I encourage everybody to read the Bible, but for those that don't get to read the Bible, they, or for those that don't listen, for those that don't read the Bible, but like choose to listen to sermons or whatever it may be. I mean, you're getting a little taste of God mm -hmm. some way, shape or form. And, that's good but you should definitely read the bible because like people can tell you anything and you just need to make sure that you are fully aligned with um god so that you know what's right and what's wrong so always like, don't even take our word for whatever we say read it and interpret it the way you you know choose to interpret it but that's what i got from this reading a whole different meaning you know, you know you know and i mean we always invite every anybody and everybody who wants to join us like you can most definitely do that i'd love to get like different perspectives because i feel like you and me are like I feel like our brains are kind of the same anyways. So I never know if I'm like missing something or like, I don't know. It's just always good to have different perspectives, but I love reading, like reading with you. I just, whatever, that was my two cents. Um, 
yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if there was anything else in here. Look at verse 12 through 15. For some reason, I didn't highlight that, but I like highlighted a lot, everything else. But a troublemaker, and it comes right after the verse that we were supposed to read. So I'm not sure if it's connected to that. A troublemaker and a villain who goes about with a corrupt mouth, who winks maliciously with his eye, signals with his feet and motions with his fingers, who plots evil with deceit in his heart. He always stirs up conflict. Therefore, disaster will overtake him in an instant. He will suddenly be destroyed. Okay, just the outcome of being bad or wicked mm -hmm. or whatever. Was, is Solomon the same one that wrote Ecclesiastes? No, nah, Ecclesiastes wrote Ecclesiastes. Solomon um, was a king that just wrote Proverbs, yeah. Okay, okay. Just because, like, one thing that I noticed was that he kind of has, like, a poetic type of vibe to him. Yeah, I noticed that. The too. same way Ecclesiastes did. Agreed. We're in the, let me look at the order of, okay, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes. I think, oh, and then after Ecclesiastes is Song of Songs. Like, I think all of those are probably poetic. Not probably. I know for sure Psalms is. Like, that's just a book of songs. Um, Ecclesiastes, you know, we've read a chapter, and that was very poetic. Um, Proverbs, is from what we're seeing, is poetic. So I think those books, those four books, I don't know what Song of Songs is, but I think those four books are probably all written in the same kind of tone, like um, poetically by prophets, or I, I don't know if you would call Solomon a prophet. I don't know if you would call David a prophet either. No, kings. David was yeah. like, being, yeah, no, but anointed, maybe. Mm. I don't know the right word. <laughs> <laughs> but I am digging the, you said what? Uh, no, go ahead. What were you about to say? Oh, no, I, I was just saying, I, I do, I like the, like the poetic tone, like the change of tone, because it's, you know, when you're reading, like, as far as the Old Testament goes, it's very, like, this happened, well, this happened, and this happened, and this happened, and this happened, like, you know, very, um, narrative like it's, like it's narrated and then there's a whole bunch of things you should and should not do in a segment of chapters i don't know it just changes the changes things a little bit but um go ahead you're gonna say something um i like verse five in the niv where it was like free yourself like a gazelle from the hand of the hunter like a bird from the snare of the fowler i was like oh but and then it's also in relation to because in verse four is like allow no sleep to your eyes no slumber to your eyelids and then it says to free yourself like a Giselle from the hand of the hunter. I was like, okay. Yeah, no, that is beautiful. But I think all of that, again, is in relation to the being trapped by your words and committing to doing something for someone that you know you cannot do. I don't know why Solomon is so, like, against, like, taking on people's debts. Well, I mean, he's a king, so I guess that would make sense. I guess, but like, they're not about to. Oh, King, I forgot to pay my rent. He's not gonna care, right? But this is saying, like, if you said you forgot to take your rent, I should, like, if you say you told your landlord you needed to pay your rent, this is like me saying, Hey, Benicia, I will cover your rent. Like, why is that bad? This doesn't even say, like, if you can't commit to it. I added that myself. This is really just saying like, don't even do it at all. Like you need to go free yourself right now, today. Don't go to sleep until you free yourself from it. <laughs> you know? Like a <laughs> I don't know. 
I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know if it's worth reading into. I just know that that's what he's saying. So, I mean, the most important thing, I, I did highlight all of that text, but I made, um, like I emphasized verse two because I felt like that was very powerful. Like obviously he is speaking on the uh, power that words have. So that's something like, or committing to things. Like when you commit to something, you truly are locked in. So like, that's what that's saying to me. Um, I don't know how that ties into, how does that tie into the uh, laziness? Or do you think those are literally just two different, um, like, are there just two different things? Because when you look in the NIV version, it's titled Warnings Against Folly. And then when it begins to talk about adultery, it gets another headline. So all of this must be, first of all, I think I look, let's look up folly. I think folly is like lack of sense. Yeah, folly, lack of good sense, foolishness. So how does all this tie in? I guess just choosing to sleep is just foolish instead of working. Okay, that makes sense. And I guess committing to taking on a friend's debts is foolish as well, I guess. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. You said what? No, because I'm confused too, because it's just like, dang, like, dang, I don't want to make it seem like I'm questioning or whatever, but like, aren't I supposed to help thy neighbor? You know? If, what if my neighbor needs me to do that? Why is that not a good... Let's see what Google, how Google interprets it. Um, Proverbs... Six, uh, what, six, one through, one through what? One through Oh, I, I looked up, did you already say this about folly? Because I looked it up in relation to the Bible, and it was like, um, folly or foolishness refers to someone who lacks the proper fear or respect of God. He or she is therefore prone to go in the wrong direction in life. I did not look it up in relation to the Bible. Okay, so how does that tie in? So lack of fear in God, how does that turn into... And then it, being prone to go in the wrong direction in life. I think that's the part. Because it says warnings against folly. And everything that they're talking about um, with, the, with the slumber, with the adultery, with the whole you know paying your neighbor's debt or whatever like it'll state you know that like with with verse 6 through 11 it'll state don't you know be like the ant and then it'll say here's why you should be like the ant because if you give in to slumber then poverty and will come on you like a thief or whatever mm -hmm. like or being a troublemaker and a villain you know what i'm saying therefore disaster will overtake him in an instant like that would be going in the wrong direction in life right but as far as that still doesn't like answer my question in regards to why you shouldn't take on someone's debts but when you had said that uh folly was linked to um lack of fear of god now i'm starting to think like when you take when you decide to take on someone's this is this probably is like not even what it means, but I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> when you decide to take on someone's like debts, are you getting in the way of their connection with God? Because we know we talked about temptations and tribulations and how that essentially will bring you closer to God and you know furnish growth. So when you decide to step You're in and I don't know. Trying no, to yeah, God's 
I don't know though. I don't know. I don't know if this what'd is you, what'd you say? No, what'd you say? I said um like trying to play the role of God and like take on somebody else's issues, you know? Yeah, that's a good that is a good uh inference because that would make complete sense. Cause then it, essentially what you'd be doing is blocking them from their blessings, essentially. Cause now you're taking over when that situation is supposed to be teaching them something and you're not allowing that to happen. Damn. Yeah, that was a word to me just then. That was a word to me. I will say though, it's not the most appealing thing. Cause like, I feel like we're here to help each other, you know? And like, yeah. how do you decide whether or not you should help a friend or not? I mean, this is specifically talking about debts. Like that's what the word surety means. Let's look, actually, I didn't look up the word surety in relation to the Bible. I just looked up the actual, uh, like the definition, surety in the Bible. Where surety again? Huh? What would you say? No, KJV says surety. NIV says security. What verse? Verse one. Oh. Sorry, everybody. Yeah, verse one. Yeah, sorry. I've been reading verse one, but I'm just like, where's the debt? Yeah, no, I Googled. Sorry. So, yeah, the words, oh, so in the Bible, in the KJV version, it says, in the KJV version, verse one reads, My son, if thou be surety for thy friend, if thou hast stricken hand with a stranger. Okay. And then NIV says, my son, if you have put up security for your neighbor, if you have stricken hand, if you have shaken hands in pledge for a stranger. So then I had Google surety because I didn't, I've never heard that word before. And so when I Googled it, just the actual definition, it said debt, like taking up debt for a friend or something like that. When I Googled it in relations to the Bible, it says security against loss or damage or for the fulfillment of an obligation, the payment of a debt, a pledge guarantee or bond a person who has made himself or herself responsible for another as a sponsor godparent or bondsman so i guess all in all just taking on responsibility for somebody else and what you were saying makes sense like when you get in the way of their um when you take on that responsibility you prevent them and hinder them from finding god growing you know things of that nature um so that might be it because now we can go back to verse five free yourself like a giselle from the hand of the hunter like a bird from the snare of a fowler even when you think about when you decide to like be that open ear for some people and you're listening to them you're trying to help them with their problems it gets overwhelming and you're just like oh my god i can't take it anymore. sometimes sometimes it's like i can't take it anymore because the problem is beyond you and i've been in situations like that as of recently i'm actually um had a friend that was going through a lot of things and I did not know what to do. Didn't know what to do. And I was the one getting the calls and I'm like, okay, do I need to set up boundaries to like give myself the space from hearing these issues or do, do I need to be that open ear? And it was so hard for me to create that boundary. Cause I'm like, when somebody needs you, you have to be there, but it began to weigh on me, you know, and it just began to feel like a commitment that I really had no, um, no no more desire to want to help because I just felt so strange and also I just felt helpless I, I felt like I could not help anymore mm-hmm. and you know I've kind of created that boundary now where I just kind of allow them to just go through this issue with themselves obviously I'm there if actually needed but as far as you know feeling like I need to be the savior I've relieved myself and it does feel I feel free 
like with Giselle. Now, all of this is just me trying to make sense of what I've read. I don't know if this is actually what it's telling me to do, but just speaking from my experience, that's what, you know, I guess that's how I can apply this into my life, I guess. I don't know. No, that was good. That was really good. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I was stuck on that for a while. What'd you say? I said, look at us breaking it down. I mean, I was just stuck on that, like, especially because I never heard of the word surety. I'm like, what is this telling me? And then when it was talking about debts, it's like, why can't I take on someone's debts? But I think it's beyond debts. It's just literally taking on the responsibility. I think it also helps that we read that I wish I need to start writing down these like verses so I know the theme of each verse. But that one verse we read that was like talking about temptation and um, how from temptation and tribulations you find God and grow. That was like, I guess, you know, with having read that, this makes a little bit more sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're blocking something when you try to intervene. Mm-hmm. Blocking the lesson. Right. But I do also want to say, like, sometimes, you know, you hear God and he's like, go do this. And it's to go help someone, you know? So I guess when you're given instruction, of course, by all means, go help because you can't deny God. But I think it's just voluntarily trying to take on something for you. You, you just need to chill. Yeah, yeah, that unsolicited advice. You know, you know? Because so. I do that often. People be talking or whatever, and I'll just be like, well, you know, let me, let me drop my two cents in, even though it's definitely not needed. <laughs> right, for sure. And I do also want to add, since I was talking about that friend, um, the day that it became so much for me, I remember I released it, and I was like, I just need to pray, because I don't know what to do anymore. And I was really scared for their well-being, and just, like, tired of hearing about it. Like, I didn't know how, like, I just... I was over it. I'm just the kind of person, like, I'm there for my friends wholeheartedly, but hearing too many negative things just starts to, like, kind of weigh down on me. That's really effed up to say, but that's me. Okay. So I began that's to pray. Human. You said what? I said, that's just human. That's I, I guess so. Yeah. You know, you can't save everybody. And so I feel like sometimes I do take on that savior complex. My God, girl. You know? And I think, um, so I wanted to add, I prayed and then, like, things kind of shifted after I prayed. So that was good. But um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, just leaving it to God and not stepping in is, is what I'm learning. And I think that this, this, uh, these few verses are really sticking out to me and are, are really um, helping me with this situation because I've been so, like I said, I was so borderline about do I create this boundary and like, you know, pull myself out of the situation or do I continue to allow myself to be accessible and be the savior in the situation? And I'm coming to the realization that I cannot be the savior. I'm not the savior, you know? You know, there's something bigger than me that has to step in and there's a reason all this stuff is happening and I just have to allow it to do so. So I think that that's what these verses are telling me. I love when we get together and like talk about this because I read and I did not get any of that from this. <laughs> I did not, this, this just came to me like as we were speaking, I don't know what triggered it, but yeah. That's God, man. That's God. Yeah. Amen. So was there anything else? You said what? Oh, I was just saying that's good though, because when I first read it too, I was just kind of like, what is a slugger? Why are we talking about ants? Like what's right. going on? Right. And then once I you know, got the wheels going and then we were going back and forth, it was just like, oh, there's so, it's like so much meaning jam-packed into this. Right. Okay. I noticed we kind of, both of us kind of just decided that like adultery didn't pertain to us. 
Um, <laughs> and I mean, yeah, neither of us are married or anything like that, but is there anything that we can gather from that, you know, piece of the reading? I'm not gonna lie, when it said, when I read in the NIV and it was like warning against adultery, I was like, that's not me. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. No, yeah, I read it and I was like, okay, yeah, obviously don't take your husband or your friend's wife or whatever. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Cool, but <laughs> I didn't, um, um, I did highlight verse, uh, I highlighted verse 20 and then I highlighted verses 22 through 23. Um, my son, keep your father's command and do not forsake your mother's teaching. That's verse 20, verse 22. Mm -hmm. When you walk, they will guide you. When you sleep, they will watch over you. When you awake, they will speak to you. For this command is a lamp. This teaching is a light and correction and instruction are the way to life. And I think that that is referring to the word of God. And so I went ahead and I highlighted that because, um, you know, that's God's way. God's word is the light. And so that meant a lot to me. Um, I like verse 27 where it's like, can a man scoop fire into his lap without his clothes being burned? Can a man walk on hot clothes without his uh, feet being scorched? Why did those stick yeah. out to you? Um, more specifically, verse 27 because of you know verse 26 talks about like um for a prostitute can be had for a loaf of bread but another man's wife preys on your very life and then it talks about scooping fire into his lap and how i took you know fire bringing being the infidelity being the prostitute or whatever and you know like basically like you know how can you expect to do something so negative and have positive positivity come from it? Right. It's literally dumb. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. That's what I get from that too. But I think just verse 27, like as its own, mm -hmm. I just like the metaphor. That's what it is. Like I said, this, this was very poetic, man. It was really, it was really good. I agree. I agree. Um, what look at 30 people do not despise a thief if he steals to satisfy to satisfy his hunger when he is starving yet if he is caught he must pay sevenfold though it costs him all the wealth of his house but a man who commits adultery has no i don't even have to read all that anyways uh verse 30 is another cool like metaphor because it's like the th or it's 30 and 31 so obviously every nobody cares that the thief stole because he was starving you know but in all actuality, despite his reasoning, he still has to pay for it. So yeah. there's no good reason. Like, you know, if you're going to do something bad, despite your reasoning behind it, you will still have to suffer the consequences. Yeah. 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 Word. Because I feel like I oftentimes, uh, we or like people feel justified in doing any sort of dirty because they had good intentions. Like, you know, stealing from the rich to give to the poor or whatever. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, you're still stealing. Right. And right. it just doesn't... It doesn't really matter what your intention is. So then saying it out loud now makes me think, though, because we were all... Because, you know, we've had passages where it's just kind of like intention is key, intention is, you know, imperative. Like, 
Um, and then we're also like, you know, God knows our heart or whatever like that. It's just kind of like. Like, how can you go into something with a good mindset and have it be? I don't know. Not even that. It's just kind of like maybe. Cause I don't know. I just found it to be very uh, contrasting because here we are reading things that are saying like intention, you know, intention means something. But then here we have it in these in verse 30 and 31, where it's just kind of like it doesn't really matter what your intention is. It's more so your action. And then... um. So, like, I guess what I'm trying to get at is, like, does he not really care about intention no. as much as we do? I think because, that, Go ahead. Oh, just because, like, you know, like I just said, like, here I am a good person. I know God knows my heart or whatever, but I want to go steal from the rich so that I can give to the poor. The intention there is good, but the action itself is not redeemable. Or, like, not not redeemable, but you know what I'm saying? Like, there's repercussions behind said actions. Right. I think that's what you, I think that's what this verse is telling us. Like, you, if you decide that you want to steal from the rich to give to the poor, do understand that you will, uh, there are sacrifice, there, excuse me, there are repercussions that you must undergo. You know, you don't get a get out of jail free card because you decided to do something good or because you decided to do something that you believed was good. Ultimately, the action itself was still bad. You know what I'm saying? And um, this is also is not necessarily saying like, when you read the rest of the, of the text, it's not saying like, God's going to punish you. It's literally saying the husband is going to come after you. Like there will be repercussions. So if you think you're about to take somebody's wife, don't think that like, what God will protect you from the husband. Like the husband will still get mad. And if the husband wants to kill you, that is what you've walked, like, walked into, you know? This text is not really talking about God's, or not this text, but like 30 through 35 is not really talking about God's perception of what you've done. Yeah, it's more as the people's perception. Right, so it's like if you go kill somebody today, if the police come find you, you're going to jail. Yeah, yeah, okay, I get it, I get it. Kind of, sort of, which sucks, but I think that's just what it's saying. So, yeah, that does suck. But I think that's what it's, I think that's what it is. Just being aware that, like, there are consequences for what we do. Yeah. And those consequences aren't necessarily coming from him. They're just a consequence of your action. Right. Like, like a simple consequence, like, if you, if you don't brush your teeth before you go outside, your breath gonna be stank all day. Right. And if you eat candy before you go to bed, you will have cavities. Like, just because you follow God yeah. or because you really wanted cavities that day and you ask God if you could have, or excuse me, not because you have, want cavities, just because you really want candy and, like, you know, you went and you asked your mom for the candy and you got it or whatever, you got it in a good way, doesn't mean that you still won't get cavities. cavities. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I think that's what it's saying. I think definitely intention matters, but, like, people will still react the way people react. Consequences are still going to, you know, come into play and there are systems in place and, you know, systems in which we must follow. I think a lot of the times Christians try to relieve themselves of 
systems that are set in place because it's, oh, I follow God, so this isn't going to happen. Like, no, in the afterlife, yeah, yeah, you'll still, you know, have a spot in heaven if you follow God's word or if, you know, God finds you worthy, whatever. But in all reality here on earth, in this life of flesh, you will still reap the consequences of whatever you sow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, for some reason, it made me think, now I didn't get to it yet, but I just know, like, how the story goes, like, the gist of it, where in the New Testament, people was like, Jesus, they making us pay taxes. What do you think of that? And he was like, you know, I'm not with it, but y'all still got to pay the tax. Give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, and you just got to do what you got to do. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... That was a heavy piece, not going to lie. <laughs> that ain't the word, girl. Yeah. But um, that's what though. I thought. Very insightful. You said what? I said it was good, though. Very insightful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I felt like um, I was directly attacked because I suffer from uh, laziness <laughs> and sleeping a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, when we started this job, I was knocked. <laughs> so wait a second, let me get myself together, girl. Right. No, yeah, but, for sure. There were definitely people in here that stuck out to me. I liked it. I like it more going through it with you before I just, I, I like I literally read this probably like six, seven times and just was like, okay, I need to discuss this because I don't know what I have truly gathered from this reading that happens a lot and it's like when we come to talk about it then you know light bulbs go off in my head yeah yeah same yeah. but that's all i have to say about this reading if there's anything that you would like to add i'm all ears no that's it that's it okay so um that concludes today's episode we are going to close out with a prayer alicia will lead us all right um Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for uh, this Bible study session. Um, Thank you for allowing us to really get to the root, get to the core of what this passage um, was trying to say. Or, you know, I just appreciate you for allowing us to really like go deeper into this text and get a better understanding. And I pray that those that are listening, those that are tuning in on um, whatever apps they decide to, I hope that we, our interpretation allowed them to get a better understanding of this text. Um, I thank you for waking us up. I thank you for opening our minds and our hearts. Um, And I just thank you, Lord. And um, please bless those that are watching and tuning into this and yeah in the name of jesus i pray amen amen um benicia we got to do our things that we're grateful for so we're going to do that off this call you guys i challenge you to uh come up with a list of things that you guys are grateful for um five things ten things you know just come up with a set list of things that you are grateful for because god is always actively working in our lives and he deserves all of the credit for that and acknowledgement for that um and once again, I do want to remind you guys that this hair is from JuicyHairAffair.com. This is my hair company. Um, you can purchase this hair again from JuicyHairAffair.com. Follow me on Instagram at JuicyHairAffair. Make sure you're following Constance the Podcast on Instagram at Constance the Pod. Make sure you're following the morning after show underscore at, that was the at name. 
It wasn't? It's not the morning after show underscore? No, it's the underscore morning after show. Okay. Let's let her redo that. Let's let her redo that so she can get a formal. Okay. What's the at name? It is at the underscore morning after show on Instagram. You good. Okay, I think I swallowed something and it went down the wrong pipe. Uh, <coughs> Excuse me. I don't have Corona. I will keep it in because I'm not done wrapping it up. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, next week, we will be reading. We will be reading. Some more Proverbs. I know that much. Okay, let's double check. It is Proverbs okay. chapter... 10 right verse 4 through 5 yes ma'am proverbs chapter 10 verses 4 through 5 oh was that two verses okay um okay let's do proverbs 10 and proverbs 11 because they're both proverbs 10 4 through 5 and then proverbs 11 27 to 28 they're both short okay okay so next week we'll read two verses again if you want go ahead sorry oh because there's one more verse no, no, no. I was just looking at the rest of them. Oh, the rest are one verses? So we might just be able to clump two days into one, I guess, depending on how the verse goes. Okay. Let's start with, yeah, let's start with uh, verse 10. I mean, excuse me, chapter 10, 4 through 5, chapter 11, 27 through 28. We'll see how those go next week. And then next week, we'll probably put two or three together because it does look like the rest are really short. Oh, my God. It's a whole bunch of Proverbs. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> sounds good because i'm looking and it's like um we say date day 19 through day is it day 19 day 19 through day 22 those are all in chapter one so we can probably do all you know like i think we can clump some things together so um that's what we'll do sorry just to reiterate next week be prepared and have making sure that you have already read proverbs 10 4 through 5 and proverbs 11 27 through 28 and if you need this list, if you would like to make a reference to this list, it is available on Instagram. Make sure you're following Constancy Podcast on Instagram at Constancy Pod and click on the Bible study highlight and there you will see the list of verses. Oh my God, I can't wait till we complete these because I am one chapter away from completing the book of Judges and then we can start Ruth together. So I'll pause <gasps> that. Yeah. I'll oh pause on that. You know, I won't start Ruth. Like, I'll finish Judges, won't start Ruth, and then we'll complete these, and then we'll start Ruth together. So once we finish this list, guys, we're going to start dissecting, like, actual books. Yeah, like, the real Bible. So this is just a warm-up, y'all. I'm really excited to actually get in and be reading about different characters, peoples, and just reading, you know, the actual books and chapters. Yeah, me too, so on chapter, on chapter. So, Me too. I'm excited. Right. Definitely looking forward to that. But that's all I have. If there's anything you would like to add, go ahead and do so. Um, yeah, just, you know, if y'all could go follow the, the morning after, the underscore morning after show on Instagram. Um, and, and there I got a little link tree or whatever that'll connect you to all of the episodes for the podcast. This week, I'll be doing season three review of Girlfriends. Last week, I did season two. And, um... Yeah, your girl is on Spotify. That's about the only thing that I'm on. It's okay. Oh, and this thing called uh, Sounder FM. But the link is all there on Instagram. So, yeah. 
tune in for that okay so y'all remember thursdays we got the morning after show wednesdays we got bible study and on fridays we have advice column segments so you know the week is getting full mondays and tuesdays i'm sure we'll eventually find something for y'all to listen to but that is all we have for today so i am going to close out peace